one. Welcome back to another episode of Michigan Hidden History. I'm your host, Theron. This week, we are getting back to our regular, regularly scheduled program, and we are going to talk about Holland City Hall slash Firehouse Number no. 2 and the town of Singapore, Michigan. Before we start, I want to say if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review because that is the way I can grow my podcast. These are the last two on the west side of the state. So in 1882, the city of Holland bought land and hired a contractor, James Huntley, and began construction of a fire station in 1883. It took a year to complete the impressive fire station. The building housed Holland City offices and the library until 1912 and the fire station until 1978. During World War II, the west annex of the station was built. In 1983, the firehouse was revamped for office spaces. So, on the fire engine house floor, there are grooves that would provide traction for the horses that would pull the trailer with water and firemen to put out fires in the early eight, in the late 1800s the doors were replaced to accommodate the the new fire engines that didn't require horse pulling and those doors were taken out and restored to the original doors that were used when the horses were there on March 8, 1884, 150 people attended the Fire Engines Company's Oyster Supper Celebration to honor the new city hall and firehouse. The idea of solid brick buildings made an, I- made an idea that buildings were now fireproof. The fire station was made because in 1871 there was a fire that devastated the city. The city clerk and a special committee consulted with Grand Rapids firm of Robinson and Barnaby and designed the structure with the tower to accommodate a 50-foot unfolded fire hoses. Originally, the design was for a cupola to be at the top of the tower. So what is a cupola? A cupola is a small dome on a drum on top of a larger dome on the roof or ceiling of a building. So that is the end of Holland City Hall Firehouse number two. And after the break, we will be getting into Singapore, Michigan. Welcome back from the ad break. This, we are now gonna talk about Singapore, Michigan. This town is now a ghost town that does not exist anymore. So what happened to the town and why does it not exist anymore? Or what happened to it basically? This is what we will be exploring in this half of the episode. How it was founded and what happened to it. And is there a bank scandal that we're going to discuss in this episode? I'm going to say maybe. 
You will have to wait and find out. The town was founded in 1836 by land speculator Oshia Wilder. He wanted to build a rival port town to Chicago and Milwaukee, but the town never made it that far. At the height of the town's uh, survival, it had three mills, two hotels, seven general stores, and a bank. And it was the home to Michigan's first schoolhouse. So, who is Oshia Wilder? Let's find out. Oshia Wilder was born on July 16, 1784 in Massachusetts. He became a blacksmith before joining the army to fight in the War of 1812. In February of 1813, he got married and had kids and traveled around Europe until in the 1820s and they returned to the United States. The Wilder line is still growing because the latest person to die had a lot of great nieces and nephews. That person died in 2006. Wilder also founded the city of Marshall in 1831. This is how the town of Singapore was founded. In 1834, Michigan Territorial Governor Stephen T. Mason appointed Oshia Wilder to a three-person committee to determine Allegan County's county seat. In 1836, Oshia Wilder purchased a 100-acre plot of land in Allegan County along the shore of Lake Michigan. On that land, he established the village of Singapore. He deserted the town in 1846 and moving back to Marshall. He sold his interest in the town to James Carter of the boring state of New York. Oshia Wilder dies in Eckford, Michigan in 1846 at the age of 63, which in those times is very old. And that is the story of Oshia Wilder. There are a few more events in Singapore's history before we get to what happened to the town of Singapore. The first was the Great Bank Scandal, which is in 1838, two banks were established in Allegan County. These two banks were the Bank of Allegan and the Bank of Singapore. Both were famous for their Wildcats bank or species. Before we go further, I need to explain what Wildcat banks or species are. These banks came up under President, President Andrew Jackson because he didn't believe in the Central Bank of the United States. These banks were unsounded bank chargers that distributed worthless currency backed by questionable mortgages and bonds. They were located in inaccessible areas to discourage note, note redemption. Now knowing what Wildcat banks are, we can get to the rest of the story. So shortly after the Civil War started, it was legislated 
legislated that state banks were were required to maintain enough hard currency on hand to cover at least one-third of the banknotes that were circulating. And neither the Bank of Singapore nor the Bank of Allegheny was at that level. When Allegheny State Bank would receive warning from nearby towns that the state bank examiner was coming through, the banks, the two banks would pull all the, all the money from, from Singapore State Bank and Allegheny State Bank at Allegheny, Michigan, After the inspection, the banker in Allegheny would make sure to get the bank examiner drunk, and while he slept, they would get a head head start on him and take all the money from Allegheny to Singapore State Bank to pass the inspection there. And this was the great bank scandal. Eventually, they were founded out and, um, and was uncovered. That's the only way that the story would have, would have come came out. The second was the 40-day blizzard in 1841. It could have wiped out the town, but if it was not for a ship called the Milwaukee, shipwrecking just at the shore of the town, it could have been wiped out. The ship was raided for the food which kept the residents fed into the blizzard. Blizzard blew over. Now, what happened to the town? With fires sweeping through Chicago, Holland, which we talked about at the top of the episode, and Pestigo in 1871, this lumber town was providing all three cities with lumber to rebuild. And at that time, no one knew that they had to plant the trees that they were cutting down so without those trees protecting the city from the sands that were coming from Lake Michigan, they eventually buried the town within four with a four-year time period, and it was completely covered over. The town was eventually vacated in 1875. Well, Wilder had a 50% success rate in founding towns. I don't think it is that bad of a thing. There are a lot of worse people who had a lot of worse outcomes in founding towns. There are a lot of ghost towns in Michigan, which I will be covering in future episodes, hoping to, but that is the case at the moment. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MI Hidden History. You can find this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you like this episode and want to hear more, please hit the subscribe or follow button on your podcasting app. Don't forget to rate, rate and review the podcast on Apple. This week's quote is Believe You Can and You're Halfway There by Teddy Roosevelt. And have a nice week.